Hey everybody, welcome back to Live for Sports. My name's Nathan. I got a couple things I'm going to go over this episode. I'm going to almost go over actually all of the leagues. I got a bunch of different things from the leagues I got to talk about. Uh, so first off, I think I'll start off with my NHL news. Uh, there's a couple things I got to go over there. Um, then I will follow it up, I think, with some NBA news a little bit. Yeah, I'll go NBA next. And then cap it off my big one like I said I was going to do last week NFL award prediction NFL season prediction sorry I got my awards I got my playoff bracket everything like regular season I got it all planned out already that'll come last that's a big topic of this episode NHL and NBA are going to probably be quicker topics but um yeah let's get into it Simmons is this the dagger Starting off in the NHL, before, what day was it when Kadri signed? Yeah, anyways, Nazem Kadri signed, finally. Took him long enough. Um, definitely got underpaid of what he thought he should be worth. Um, how much did, when did he get signed? It was a 7 by 7 deal. Um, where is it? August 18th that was last week last Thursday yeah um 7 by 7 to the flames um and then in order to make room the flames dealt uh Sean Monahan and a conditional first round pick in 2025 which has a bunch of conditions to it I think that could become like a 2027 first or something like that um, to Montreal, Montreal for future considerations, meaning nothing. They get like Kent Hughes gets maybe a round of golf or something better. I don't know. Um, so my thoughts on the deal is I like the deal for Calgary to stay competitive now. But in the long run, this deal is going to hurt them majorly. Because nobody's going to want to... Kadri's already 32, I think, or 31. So you're taking him to his 38, 39 age year. In about four years, nobody's going to want to take that contract on. $7 million for a 38, 39-year-old, or 35, 36-year-old. Nobody's going to want that. So you're a little bit tying your hands up there. Um, Calgary now has about a two to three year window to go win a cup because all their core players are signed in and in the next like two to three years or whatever before they start hitting their mid thirties and then nobody's going to want to take their contracts or they're just, their window is going to be shot by then. Do I think Calgary can win a cup now? No, I don't. I think their best chance was last year. And now you lost Goudreau and Kachuk, and they're your two best players. Yes, you did replace them with three really good ones in uh, Huberto, Uyghur, and Kadri now. I don't think it's going to be enough, though. Um, 
Huberto put up the same amount of points as Goudreau last year. Goudreau's the better player, though, in my opinion. Um, just because he has the better defensive upside. Kachuk is better than Kadri is. Similar play style, but Kadri, like Kachuk's more valuable, in my opinion. Uyghur is definitely an upgrade over Good Branson, who you lost. Yes, but... If... And what caught me off guard by him going to Calgary is Kadri rejected a trade to Calgary back in 2019 when he was going to get traded from the lease. And he said he rejected it because he just wanted to play for his hometown team, wanted to stay on the team he's been on for his whole career in Toronto. Didn't happen, but it's not, he had nothing to do with Calgary. So I was a little bit surprised because I thought he was, there was no way he was going to go to Calgary. I heard the rumors. I didn't think he was going to go to Calgary though. Now, I I don't I think maybe they are slightly slightly better than they were before just because of Uyghur. I think Uyghur's a much better upgrade over Good Branson, and basically on like a really good contract. <laughs> um, but I don't think this team is a Stanley Cup contender. I think if they want to be a Stanley Cup contender, they have to throw all their pieces in right now. Go get some big time player. Like, if they could somehow, theoretically, go swing a deal for Patrick Kane, do it. Do it. But I don't think they will. I don't think they can. I don't think they have the assets to. But if they could somehow, go do it. Throw all your chips in for this one year. Go get your ring or whatever. Because your window is not going to be open for much longer. It's, I got I got maybe two... They, I give them two years for them to win a ring. And that's if Uyghur signs. Like, if Uyghur does, doesn't resign and walks out the door next offseason... Their window's closed, in my opinion. They'll compete, but their window's closed. I don't think they'll win the cup. I'm very skeptical of their chances already. I just think they lack that true superstar you really need on a team. I don't think Huberto is a superstar. I don't think Caudry's a superstar. I don't, I don't think that any of these guys really are superstars. I'd prob I don't I don't think Kachuk was even quite there to a superstar. Goudreau, sure. Yeah, he's a superstar. I'll give him that. Huro, I don't want to say is a superstar yet because, yes, he is a very, very talented offensive player, but he has so many, like, his defensive impact is not good, right? He doesn't really do much on the defensive end. Via, like, a superstar to me, you have to, like, contribute both ends of the ice, and the only way, you, I mean, I give a free exception is maybe to Dreisaitl because Dreisaitl isn't really a great defensive player, but, like, his offensive talent, it's out of this world. Um, not the best in the league, obviously, but it's still insanely good, right? So yeah, Calgary has a two-year window for me now. I think if they don't win, then they'll th- probably throw one more year, and then all their old guys are like, all their core players are gonna gonna be like middle thirties. It's not what you want. I'm, I'm skeptical, but I do think they're a better team. And honestly, I think they are probably still my pick to win into the, the division this year. It will be tough to see if they can. I was on Edmonton's train. I didn't think there's no way anybody was going to beat Edmonton. But now that Calgary has turned this offseason around after losing your two best players, I do think Calgary is probably going to win the division again. Edmonton might come in like a really close second. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, just last night, Phil the Thrill signed a one-year 
dollar contract, million dollar contract to uh, Vegas, and it's just a weird move. I like I guess Kessel did need to sign. I feel like he could have just went to a better contender. There's so many question marks around Vegas heading into this season. They have no goalies pretty much right now. Their two top guys are Leonard, who's out for the year, and Brossois I don't think is supposed to be ready for the start of the season. So they're running. Oh, I just saw it. Who are they running in net? Um. Yeah, it's a. Oh no, it is. Sorry, it's Brossois and Logan Thompson. Yeah, he was supposed to be out for, for the start of the season, but he said it sounds like he's going to be back before it starts. Um, but yeah, there's the Golden Knights are now seven point two million dollars over the cap limit. They do gain $5 million once Leonard goes on the injured reserve, but still then you need to clear up $2.2 million with LTIR. I got so many question marks with Vegas because if they get one injury or whatever, they are so screwed. Even And once everyone's healthy, somebody's going to have to be injured because you're going to be over the cap, right? I don't know. I, I'm very, very skeptical of Vegas this offseason. Yes, if they are healthy they are going to be a threat, right? But I don't know if they can stay healthy, and I don't like their goalie tandem to start the year. for Actually, for the whole year, to be honest. They're definitely... If they are definitely get to December and they're kind of sitting at 500, you know, they don't like their goalies, just over 500, and they can go pull a deal for one, go pull a deal for one, because you're really going to need it. You need a good goalie in the playoffs to win for the most part. Um... I'm trying to think of the exceptions where that wouldn't be the case, but uh, there's not really any, unless you consider Darcy Kemper not that good, but top 10 goalie for me, probably, I would say. Maybe just outside, so. Yeah, they they need help. They need to stay healthy. If they don't, don't like where it's headed for them. I really don't. And then, so lastly, uh, I'm a big Chell fan, NHL, yay, right, uh, so yesterday the cover got released, today the gameplay, tra- not the gameplay trailer, just the reveal trailer was released, I am not a fan, I, I am, I've been a supporter of this franchise for like, so long, right, even though it's been so frustrating, I'm not a, like, I'm obviously still gonna buy the game, but if I was somebody who was new and like, was thinking about buying it, I wouldn't buy it. It does not look that appealing. So, I'll go to the cover first. So, the athletes were Trevor Zegras and Sarah Nurse. Nurse is the first woman to ever be on the cover. And I have no problem with that. I think that's great. Nurse has done great things for the women's game. She's a force in the women's game to be that. But I just have... There's three main issues I have with this trailer. Or the, the cover, sorry. Number one... I have no problem with Nurse being on there, but it makes no sense for it to be Nurse and Zegras. So Nurse is a Canadian who plays hockey in Toronto. Zegras is an American who plays hockey in Anaheim. They have no connection to each other whatsoever. It's like they're just throwing something on there, right? That's pretty much what it is to me. 
I don't like the pairing. I would have been, if it was like Nurse and I don't, like a McKinnon or like a McCarr, you know, another Canadian, or fuck, Sidney Crosby even, right? Because he hasn't been on there, although he probably just doesn't want to be on there. He would be on there if, he's EA probably asks him every year and like he just says no. That's my going theory. Um, but yeah, the, the pairing makes no sense. Um, Zegras has only played one year in the league, and yes, like, he might be the new, like, face of the league or whatever just because of his personality and, like, his play style. He might be turning into that, right? So I guess you can throw him on your... After one year, though, and he didn't even win the Calder, a little skeptical of it. Um, and then you got... Um, yeah, I don't know. Eh, nurse, I, I like it, but not with Zegers. That's my first issue with it. The second issue I have with it is it is taking Hockey Canada, I think, hasn't appeared on a shell cover in like 25 years almost now. I'm not sure exactly when the last time it came on to the cover. But why this year? This is the worst possible time to throw this their logo onto the cover. With all the allegations, all the scandals, all the change that's happening over there, and now you throw it in, it makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. Really bad marketing job, if you ask me. Like, if you want to throw on Nurse on there, throw her in her Women's League jersey instead. Grow Grow their league more because they really need the help. Not the Hockey Canada logo that is going through so much right now, and it's like, oh, such a bad idea, in my opinion. Bad marketing, you know, I, I don't like it. Lastly, my issue with it is the cover itself looks like a hockey magazine uh, cover. Like, I hate it. It they're, they're standing on, like, melting ice. There's melting ice behind them or whatever. And then they just got, like, palm trees in the background we'll give, trying to give this, like, Cali vibe. Like, no, it is a winter sports game. We're not trying to, like, you're marketing like it's a summer game. When it's hockey, it's played on ice. It's winter, right? No. It, it seems to me they're just trying to appeal to, like, the younger generation a lot. And even in the reveal trailer, too, it really just seemed like they were digging into the social media side of it, trying to grab all the new young players they can, which I get, right? But not like that. I don't like the cover for that. Uh, and then the reveal trailer. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, it kind of, it just seems like, you know, every year it's pretty much just copy and paste, throw something new into the game. Pretty much what they're doing this year, they're adding crossplay. I love the idea of adding crossplay um, with current gen, or same gen consoles. So if you're new gen, you have to play with the new gen on the, on the other console. If you're the old gen, you play with the old gen on the other console. Um, but yeah, uh, that reveal trailer, they're just like these new diving animations or whatever, like last chance animations or whatever. I don't like it. The Zegers flip pass in it. It's kind of cool. It's probably going to be like near impossible to pull off. I would think, but yeah, oh, I, I, I don't know. I got many, many red flags heading into this new game. And I was very disappointed with last year's game compared to 21's. 21's everyone actually hated. I actually really like 21. 22, I had big expectations for it. Flopped so hard. Ever died off so quickly. Um, But yeah, 
we'll we'll see where that goes. Expectations are not so high right now, but and I'm probably still going to get disappointed too. Let's move on. Let's go to the NBA now. Um, so we got two news things to break down. So first one being Chet Holmgren has a uh, what's the injury called? He he's got a foot injury and he's done for the season. He's not playing in his rookie year. Um, Liz Liz Frank, Liz Frank. I don't know how to pronounce it. To his right foot, right. He heard it in uh, the pro am game, the crossover pro am event in Seattle this weekend, where LeBron was there, uh, Paolo Bancaro was there, Dejounte Murray, Aaron Gordon, Jason Tatum, all of them. Right, they were all playing in it. He actually heard it trying to defend LeBron in transition I think uh, yeah I don't know um didn't look like anything major it just kind of looked like he stepped on it wrong I think and just came up flipping and and that um I wonder if the M- NBA is gonna now look to like change how players actually play in those games because you don't want your second overall pick who's got f- kind of like this like this freakish build like he could turn into somebody who's like a really really good player and you don't want them getting hurt at a pro-am game right um it sucks for him sucks for the thunder kind of changes your rookie of the year odds because he was probably up there now it's the odds have changed a little bit um but yeah the thunder now i wonder if you Maybe they were going to make a playoff push this year. You know, you got all your young pieces in, right? Do you look at trading SGA maybe now that Chet's not going to play and look towards Victor Wembenyabe next year? You could, like, it's possible you could tank for him and imagine having a Wembenyabe Chet Holmgren backcourt. Oh my God, that would be scary as hell for opposing teams. Like a seven foot one player and like a seven foot four player is. Wembenyabe, I think he's listed at like 7-2 and he's not 7-2. <laughs> um, God, that would be terrifying. Two guys who can shoot to decently ha- handle the ball pretty damn well, to be honest, too. For their size, at least. Would actually be a nightmare, I feel like. You you lack strength down there, but f- p- grab a bench guy or two who's like not really that tall and just more of a strength player. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd be terrified. And then the big news last night, uh, well, that uh, check came out this morning. Big news last night was, uh, duh, what am I blinking? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, Pat Bev. Pat Bev got traded to the Lakers um, in exchange for Taylor Norton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. There's more spider than talks. Okay. Um, yeah, Taylor Horton, Tucker, and Stanley Johnson to Utah for Patrick Beverly. It's in advanced talks. I don't think it's official yet, but it's going to happen. There may be like a second rounder or something thrown in or something we don't know about yet. Um, I really like this deal for the Lakers. And this is one of the only moves I've actually liked them doing. So... The fact that you could have traded like Taylor Horton Tucker for like Kyle Lowry at the 2021 deadline or just anybody really 
and you didn't because you thought he was your future and now he's just like nobody wanted him. I don't I think they messed up there. Um and I actually really like this move for Utah as well too, I must say, because Pat Bev is kind of like an aging vet. You don't need him on your team. They're looking to rebuild or retool. Um so you ship him out for a decently promising young player in Horton Tucker. Sure, why not? Go do it, right? It probably fits your timeline better. Uh, fits what you're trying to do better. Find some young players to develop, turn into good players. And for the Lakers, I actually, and like Stanley Johnson's a nice piece too. Um, and I really like Stanley Johnson on the Lakers last year. He was one of the only players that like was good for them, in my opinion, at, when they were shit. Um, but I actually really, really like this move for the Lakers because I thought the Lakers, they lacked two things. Well, a bunch of different things, but like mainly they lacked defense on their team. They lacked energy on their team. They lacked three-point shooting on your team. I think Pat Bev does a lot of all of that. He's not like the greatest three-point shooter. I'll give him that. I'll say that. But like he is an upgrade over like most of the guys they have on their team already, in my opinion. He's like a hound defensively, right? He Everyone regards him as like a really good defense player. Some... Also say he's not just because they have beef with him, like Westbrook. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's gonna help out majorly, and he doesn't. He's a point guard, but he doesn't need the ball, which is is a great fit next to LeBron because like LeBron needs the ball. LeBron is the point guard, the point guard as some call, call him, um, the GM. <laughs> um, but yeah, and another thing they too too, is they just were like a dead team. Nobody seemed to have energy on that team. And I think Pat Bev is perfect because he, he you know he's going to bring that energy. And, like, he's going to be dragging those guys into fights they maybe don't want to be in every night. And I feel like the Lakers really needed a guy like that. And, I don't know, that's just my, my take. I think it's a great move for both sides. Um, but, yeah, if I had to give a grade. I'd honestly say A- minus for the Lakers. I really like it. Oh, I must say, too, uh, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes for that team to implode, maybe, because you get, if Westbrook's still around and Pat Bev's there, oh, that's going to be some... It's going to be insane. Anyways. Um, if grades, Lakers A-, minus. I think it's a really good move for them. Um, Utah, I'd probably give, honestly, A- minus both sides, in my opinion. I think it's a really good move for both sides. I really like it. Um, obviously, Utah's not going to be as good, I don't think, anymore, losing Pat Bev, but I think they're doing the right thing, building for the future. Don't really need an aging vet on your team. You can be a good piece for a championship contender. That's what the Lakers hope to be, but I don't think they can be that with Westbrook on the team, to be honest. Okay, now we move on to the NFL. I have my full season preview predictions, right? Got my whole bracket set up, everything done. So, go through the divisions first, what my thoughts are and stuff like that. So, we'll start on the AFC side, go through each thing. Uh, Starting the AFC East, winning the division, going 14-3. and I have the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. I think they're 
maybe the best team in football this year. Uh, I They do have a bit of a tough schedule, but I think they can manage. They'll be fine. Maybe not a one seed, but they'll be fine. That's just where I have them, though. Coming in in the second spot, missing the playoffs is the New England Patriots going 9-8. and eight. Uh, I just think the AFC is too loaded this year for the Patriots to get back in. I like other teams off seasons more than I did the Patriots, and I still think they'll be a good team, and they'll be battling at least for a playoff spot, but I think they'll come up just short. Uh, third in the division, going 7-10, and 10, I have the Miami Dolphins. Look, they it's so hard to predict where they're going to go, in my opinion, because it all comes down to what Tua does. If Tua is actually good this year, yes, they could get in the playoffs. But I'm, And as much as I want to say Tua is going to be good, I can't bet on that in like in my preview, right? So, And I just like other teams more. Tyreek Hill is a great piece, right? We'll see, though. Personally, I can't put them in yet. 7-10, and 10, missed playoffs. And going 6-11, and 11, coming last in the division, I have the Jets. I actually have the Jets like... Yes, they're missing the playoffs. I don't think they're making the playoffs this year. I do really like what they're doing with their team, though. I think they're on the right track, and I start to see that here. They go 6-11. and 11. Maybe next year you work your way up to like nine wins next year after that playoffs. That's my hope for them, at least. They're on the they're go, going the right direction, though. Keep the pace. Keep the course, or sorry. I think they'll be a playoff team in no time. Uh, on to the AFC West now. Going fourteen and three as well with the Bills. I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this division, by the way, is so insanely hard to predict. It could literally fit any of these teams could finish one to four in any spot. It's the most logjam division in football. Uh, going twelve and five, finishing second in the division. I have the San. Uh, I almost said San Diego. I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Sorry. Um. I, I'm expecting big things from them this year. Their defense massively improved. They were Last year they were good already, but they were just superstar good. They didn't have any depth around their team and their positions. This offseason, though, they spent their money really well. They loaded Their team is loaded up now. They really distributed it well-rounded. I really like their team, what they're doing. 12-5. Uh, coming in third in the division, going 11-6, and six, I have the Denver Broncos. Like I said, this division is crazy. Broncos are my bandwagon team this year because the Seahawks are not going to be good. Let's be let's be real. If they are, wow. Applaud to you, right? But they're not going to be good. I know they won't. Russell Wilson's my favorite player. They're my bandwagon team. It, it sucks putting them third in the division, but I just like... I'm not so sold on their offensive line. I'm not totally sold on their defense as well. I do think their offense is going to improve, though, because I think Judy and Sutton are going to have big years with Russ now being their quarterback instead of Drew Locke. Um, but yeah, I think they get back into the playoffs this year. And going 10-7, and finishing last in the division, somehow going 10-7, and finishing last in the division, narrowly missing the playoffs too I have the Las Vegas Raiders I do really like what they did this offseason getting Devontae Adams and honestly they could be really good like they could it's so tough to put them in the last in the division and missing the playoffs because they really really 
could win this division as well. I think they're the maybe the most slept on team in this division. That being said, something just uh, I can't I I don't know I can't trust it. I just don't like their quarterback situation as much as I do the other teams. That's why I have them missing out. Going on to the AFC North now, I have the Cincinnati Bengals going twelve and five, winning the division. I really love what this team did in the offseason. They realized that their biggest flaw was the offensive line. What did they do? They spent their money on the offensive line. If they stay healthy, they are going to be a threat in the AFC. And honestly, I could easily see them getting back to the Super Bowl next year. Like, I think this team is very, very set up for the future and for winning now. Uh, Going 10-7, and finishing second in the division, making the playoffs, I have the Baltimore Ravens. I do really like where they're headed as well. Uh, I think Lamar could put up like an MVP type season. Their team just seems very loaded all around. It just really comes down to health because last year they should have been in the playoffs if they were healthy, but they were not healthy. So I think they'll get back in this year, even in, even though it will be a dogfight in the AFC. Uh, coming in third, going six and eleven, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I just think. Rookie QB, uh, their team is good, yeah, but I just, I think the rest of the AFC is much, much better. Um, I'm a little skeptical, like, I think they might even finish better, but I just kind of see regression coming from Pittsburgh this year, 6-11. And, and coming in last in the division, I have the Cleveland Browns also going 6-11, and 11. and Cleveland Browns are actually good, they are, but with no Deshaun Watson, you're going to have to be running out who's their backup QB, like Tyrod Taylor or something? I don't know who their backup QB is. Or I do, but I don't. Anyways, I don't like their quarterback situation until Deshaun Watson comes back, which is week 12, by the way, I think. Or maybe it's week 13. I don't even know. Anyways, he's out for a while. Don't really like where they're at right now. I have them sucking in the first half of the season, and then once Watson comes back, they start winning a few games at the end of the year. But yeah, 6-11 for me. On to the south now. I have the Colts going 10-7, winning the division. It's a very weak division, if you ask me. Don't really see much happening. Uh, And then I don't think they got worse. I don't think they really got better. All right. They, they didn't get worse. They got a bit better with their quarterback situation. I think Ryan's an upgrade over Carson Wentz. That being said, this division, or sorry, this conference is way too loaded, in my opinion, for them to go any higher than 10-7. and 7. I don't really see them being a threat to go, I don't know, win, win the AFC. Uh, going 6-11, and 11, I have the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, you lose, you lose Adrian Brown. You lose... Uh, Julio, Julio was injured a lot last year. was not very good for them. But I'm expecting regression from this them this year. Um, I'm and I don't think Tannehill's that great. They'll go six. I think they'll go six and eleven. Miss playoffs. Uh, third in the division, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars going five and twelve. Like I said, I could see improvement with this team. Honestly, they are a young team. They do have a new coach for Trevor Lawrence. They have a new kind of weapon, new weapons at wide receiver for them, a better running back situation. 
better defense, if not, they they got Trayvon Walker, the first overall pick. That being said, I just think this conference is too loaded for them to go any better than five and twelve. That's just me. And then coming in last in the division, going three and fourteen, I have the Houston Texans. As much as I want to say they'll do better, like I said, this conference is loaded. Can't really see them doing much else. Um, on to the NFC now. We'll start in the South. Did I say the North for the Colts? I am in the South. I don't know. <laughs> on to the South now for the NFC, though. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going 13-4, and winning the division. Could even finish worse. Like, they could just slack off, you know, till the playoffs. They, it's, it's Tom Brady. They're going to get in, right? Probably, at least. Um, but not much to say. I think they're still a Super Bowl threat. Team's getting healthy. Probably one last dance for them, I would say, because I don't really know how much longer Brady's got left in this league. He almost retired last year, but came back. I, I don't know. I feel like he's just going to win one more Super Bowl and peace out. That's personally what I think is going to happen. I have the Saints coming in second, going 8-9. and nine. I actually had the Saints going, starting out really, really strong. And I do think they will start out really, really strong. But then their second half schedule gets really, really tough. It's really easy in the first half and really tough in the second half. So, 8 and 9's where I put them. Could see better, honestly. I think they'll be competing for a playoff spot. But in the end, just come up short. I have Carolina going 5-12. and 12. Don't really like where this team is headed. They need a quarterback. I don't think Baker Mayfield's the answer there. Um, so we'll see. And is Christian McCaffrey going to be healthy? I do not know. If he is, maybe they'll do better. But if he's not, 5-12 and 12 is probably where they'll end up finishing. And coming in last in the division, coming in last in the whole NFL, actually, I have the Atlanta Falcons. And don't really expect much from them this year. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I don't like their quarterback situation. I don't. There's a lot. They don't have a wide receiver, really. Kyle Pitts is really good, but who's going to throw the ball to Kyle Pitts? Mariota? I don't think he'll do it very well. That's just me. Uh, on to the NFC West now. I have the Los Angeles Rams winning the division, going 12-5. and This team is still a Super Bowl threat. Everyone should be afraid of them. That's just mine. Yeah, I don't know. Don't really think they got... Losing Von Miller and OBJ hurts, but... They replaced him with Bobby Wagner. They replaced him with Allen Robinson, who I think is a great pickup, replacing OBJ. But see what happens. I have the Niners finishing second in the division, also going 12-5, and five, just coming up short. And maybe I'm too high on the Niners. Like I think the Niners are a really, really good football team. I'm a little bit worried about their quarterback situation with Trey Lance. You never know how a rookie, well, like not a rookie, but it's his second year now. First year going to be as a starter. I'm a little bit worried to see what he's going to do. Honestly, I think he'll be fine. I think he's going to be a really good player for them. That's why I have them 12-5. Third in the division, I have the Arizona Cardinals going 11-6. and six. I think they're probably going to be, well, then that 11 9 to 12 win range. That's my guess. Um, I just don't like their division, real like the division for them that much. Um, 
but yeah, they should be a playoff team. That's their expectation. They should be trying to win a Super Bowl right now with Kyler Murray. Last in the division, I have the Seahawks finishing 3-14. and 14. Yep, I said it. This team is not going to be good. They lost so many pieces. Just start rebuilding for the future, right? These teams are, like the Rams are going to die off soon, you would hope. Niners, maybe not as soon, same as the Cardinals. But like once those teams kind of start sliding down, you'll see the slot Seahawks like sliding back up, hopefully. That's what my guess, at least. But yeah, rebuild for the future. Tank for next year. Go get a quarterback in the draft or something like that. I wouldn't be even be yeah, just just tank, please. <laughs> That's all I ask. Um on the NFC East now, I have the Philadelphia Eagles going twelve and five, winning the division. I really, really like what this team did this offseason. I think they have a really good offensive line, probably the best in football. Um I love the AJ Brown acquisition for Jalen Hurts. I think this team is gonna be really, really good next year. Uh, coming second, I have the Dallas Cowboys, who actually end up missing the playoffs, going ten and seven. I don't like what they did this offseason. They lost a lot of a lot of pieces, and I'm not so sold on them being as good next year. And I think just the Eagles are better than them. They got better if they stay healthy. They'll be better. Not very sold on the Cowboys, and I think this they just end up falling just just short. Going nine and eight, also coming in third in the division, I have the Washington Commanders. Commanders did upgrade at quarterback. Yes, it's probably their there was their biggest area of need. Their defense wasn't very good last year either. I'm pretty sure, which was supposed to be their number one as, attribute, didn't turn out that way. Right, if. Carson Wentz is actually all right, and this is where I have him finishing. I don't think I can put them in the playoff. Playoffs, yeah, I, I just can't. No, I can't see them make the playoffs. There's just too many other teams I would put in the playoffs over them first, I think. And then going 4-13 and 13 coming in last, I have the New York Giants. Not very excited for the Giants. They do have a new head coach, yes. I just don't think Daniel Jones is the answer at quarterback for them. They need a quarter. They need like quarterback help badly. I don't know. Go get one in the next draft. I think move on from Daniel Jones. I don't think he's your answer unless he can prove that this year, which I don't think he will. But if he does, then keep him around. And then onto the north, I have the Packers finishing twelve and five, finishing first. Um, I'm a little bit skeptical if they're actually going to be able to win the division because I really don't like the fact that they don't have a number one option on their team for Rodgers to throw to besides like Aaron Jones or whatever but they lack a star wide receiver or tight end and that concerns me but I still think it's Aaron Rodgers it's the Packers they'll be fine I think uh going 10 and 7 narrowly sneaking into the playoffs I have the Minnesota Vikings I think Minnesota has got a new coach New system. I think it's their time to make the playoffs. I think their offense is very good with... Well, like, Kirk's Cousins obviously not, like, top-end quarterback. He's top half of the league quarterback, if you ask me. And then you throw in, like, Justin Jefferson, who's on his way to maybe becoming the best wide receiver in football. Um, then you have Adam Thielen, who's still a really nice piece. 
Dalvin Cook's still there. Madison's still there. I really like their offense. Their defense, pretty. I like the pieces they have back there. Um, but yeah, I think new coach, new system. Now's their time. They got to make the playoffs. Uh, coming in third in the division, I have the Chicago Bears going four and thirteen. I'm not expecting much from Chicago this year. Fields, I think, is good, but the rest of their team sucks. They have no weapons for him. I'm concerned for him. I don't think they're going to be that good. And also going four and thirteen, I have the Detroit Lions. And honestly, I could see Detroit starting to make some noise, getting a little bit better, but I don't think they're quite there to playoffs to the playoffs yet. So let's go over my so my divisions go. My conference is ranking goes Bills at one. Uh, then we got Chiefs at two. Bengals three. Colts four. Chargers five. Broncos six. And then the Ravens at the number seven spot. Um, and then in the NFC, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the one seed. The Rams as the two seed. The Eagles as the three seed. Packers at four. Niners at five. Cardinals at six, Vikings at number seven. Uh, I'll do my playoff picks first, I guess. So two versus seven game in the AFC would be the Chiefs versus the Ravens. I have the Chiefs taking that on that one. Don't think Baltimore's there quite yet. I don't know. Um, then we have the Bengals and the Broncos in the 3-6 game, and I really, really hate this matchup because, honestly, these might be my two bandwagon teams for this upcoming year. I really love Cincinnati with their run last year. Joe Burrow is really, really sick, in my opinion. Call me biased. (laughs) Uh, And then, but I like, Russ is my favorite player. I'm rooting for him, obviously. I'd love to see him get another Super Bowl, but I'm going to take the Bengals here to win this one. And then we have the Colts versus the Chargers in the 4-5 game. I have the Chargers going in on the road taking this one. I just think they're going to be the better team here. I don't know. Colts are kind of just like a throw-in team to these playoffs. I don't really think anyone from the AFC North should make it, or the AFC South should make it from that division. But, like, one team has to. I think it's the Colts. That would leave a Bills versus Chargers, Chiefs versus Bengals matchup. So in the Bills-Chargers, I have the Bills taking home that one. Could be an insanely good game. Honestly, could see it go either way. But I'll take the Bills. And then Chiefs-Bengals in the next one. I have the Bengals going in on the road to Arrowhead again, two years straight, knocking off the Chiefs. I just, like, the loss of Tyreek Hill really concerns me for the Chiefs. And I don't know, I think... Bengals did get better this offseason, even though they were already Super Bowl, a Super Bowl team last year, and they got better. So that actually really scares me. That leaves a Bills-Bengals AFC championship. I'm going to take the Bills in that one as much as I want to take the Bengals. I think this is probably the Bills year where they, if they avoid Kansas City in the playoffs, they probably should make it to the Super Bowl and... I think that's what's going to happen. And then we'll go on to the NFC now. In the 2-7 matchup, it would be the Rams versus the Vikings. I have the Rams taking that one, honestly, pretty easily. I think the Rams are way better equipped to win now more than the Vikings are, and I'd take Matthew Stafford over Kirk Cousins any day of the week. Um, 
Eagles versus Cardinals, Battle of the Birds in the 3-6 game. I have the Eagles taking that one. I think the Eagles are, like, actually sneaking good this year and could be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, do I have them making the Super Bowl? No. Spoiler alert. I don't. But I think they're very solid. And then in the 5-4 game, it's the Niners and the Packers. Once again, I have the Niners going onto the road and beating Green Bay for the second year straight. And I didn't have it last year, but, like, now I do because... Aaron Rodgers can't figure out how to beat the 49ers in the playoffs. I don't think it was going to change here. Give me the Niners. So then we have the Niners and the Buccaneers in the 1-5 matchup. And then the Rams and the Eagles 2-3. I have the Buccaneers beating the Niners. I just kind of like... I don't like the fact that it's Tom Brady, the GOAT of GOATs, if you ask me, against... a Basically, rookie quarterback. He's second-year quarterback. I don't really like that matchup for the Niners. I have the Bucs winning that one. And then it would be the Rams versus the Eagles on the other side. I have the Rams winning that one. Once again, Hurts is like a third-year quarterback now, I believe. Don't really like that matchup going up against the former Super Bowl champions. So, I'll take the Rams there. And then we have the Rams and the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship. I'm going to take the Rams again. Rams will go in on the road again, beat the Bucs, go on to the Super Bowl, where it will be a Bills-Rams Super Bowl. And I really hate picking this matchup because I feel like this is what everybody's answer has been. And that really pisses me off. But, like, I can't see anyone else. This is just, like, my pick. So, I have the Rams losing in the Super Bowl to the Bills. I think this is the Bills' year. As long as they don't play the Chiefs, I really think this is the year they're going to go all the way. That's just my take. Agree with me. Don't agree with me. I don't care. My podcast. <laughs> um, and then in the draft order, I'll do that quickly. I'll just do the teams who missed the playoffs. So Falcons get the number one picks. Texans at two. Seahawks three. Giants four. Lions five. Bears six. Panthers 7, Jags 8, Jets 9, Browns 10, Steelers 11, Titans 12, Dolphins at 13, Saints at 14, Commanders 15, Patriots 16, Cowboys 17, Raiders at 18. That's And then I don't need to get in the rest because it comes down to Super Bowl placement, I believe. Um, and then I will go over my awards really quickly to wrap up this episode. Uh, I got a few listed down here and then a few honorable mentions or like sleeper picks if you ask me. Uh, At the MVP, I am picking Justin Herbert to win it this year. I think his offense is good enough. He's got the weapons. I think his team is good enough for him to maybe get that recognition now. And then my sleeper pick is actually Derek Carr. I don't think he's really going to win it, but now that he's got Devontae Adams as his wide receiver... And if they can win the division, Derek Carr is my pick because I think it, for them to win the division, Carr's going to have to go off with Devontae. That's my sleeper pick. Uh, offensive player of the year, I'm going to give it to Justin Jefferson. I think eventually he's got to win one of these. I think this might be the year he gets it. And if they make playoffs, I think he will get it. And then I have Jonathan Taylor as an honorable mention. Don't really know if I can trust giving it to a running back. That's why. Because uh, there's just injury risk with him. And then Cooper Cup is also another honorable mention. Because if he puts up anything similar to what he did last year, he's going to win it. 
uh, my deep defense player of the year, I'm giving it to Aaron Donald. Uh, I don't really want to give it to Aaron Donald. I'd rather give it to TJ Watt or Miles Garrett. But the problem for me is TJ Watt and Miles Garrett, I have their teams going 6-11. and 11. I don't really like giving defensive player of the year to a team who's going 6-11. and 11. That's why I'm giving it to Aaron Donald. Um, offensive rookie year, I'm going to give it to Kenny Pickett. I don't really like giving it to Kenny Pickett. Uh, no, I, do I? No, I don't want to give it to Kenny Pickett. Never mind, I'm get, I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll change it to my honorable mention. I'll go Chris Olave is going to win an offensive rookie there. Because if I'm giving it to Kenny Pickett, that's basically saying the Steelers are going to be a playoff team. I don't think that's the case. So I'll go Chris Olave on Saints wide receiver. Um, that's just stupid logic for me for writing down Kenny Pickett. Holy shit. And then my honorable mention now will be, I'll say Brees Hall on the Jets. Um, yeah, Brees Hall on the Jets. Probably a, my safest bet. Um, my defensive rookie there, I'm giving it to Aiden Hutchinson on the Lions. I think he should have been the first overall pick. I think he's going to have the best season out of anyone. Honorable mention, I'll say Kayvon uh, Thibodeau, but he is also hurt to start the year, so I don't really like that choice as much anymore. Uh, Sauce Gardner is also somebody I really wanted the Seahawks draft if he fell that far, but he did not. Uh, if he's there, if he's around there, I like, or sorry, if cornerbacks normally don't win awards, but if he has a really good year, he could also be the defensive rookie of the year. And then the comeback player of the year, I have Christian McCaffrey. Only if he can stay healthy, though. If he stays healthy, he should win this award, I think. If he's not, and he's injured again, my pick is Jameis Winston. But I, Christian McCaffrey, I'll say, is my pick if healthy, but yeah. And then my coach of the year, I have Nick Sirianni off uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm really high on the Eagles this year, I think. If he can get them to the ones, to a three seed in the NFC, I think that's good enough for me to book him in as my coach of the year. And then my honorable mention is Brandon Saley of the Chargers. But do I trust that one? I'm not sure. Um, Chargers were almost already a playoff team. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm really high up on the Eagles here. For whatever reason, I'm really high up on the Eagles. So uh, that's my awards. That's my season preview. Uh, season starts in two weeks' time now, so should be interesting to see. Okay. It's going to wrap up this episode. Got this far. Congratulations. It's been a long one. Uh, and thanks for listening. Peace.